Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. It's time now to go beyond the headlines. And for the next two hours, go where every sports fan wants to go. Behind the scenes and into the practice facilities, locker rooms, coaches' offices, and press boxes to get the info before anyone else. This is the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Hey, good morning. A happy Wednesday. We're going to talk baseball today. Not a lot. And not like in-depth. 40-man rosters and non-rosters invites for spring training. We're not doing any of that. I say we go for it, Kyle. You just let's just dive go all, the way all day long. Let's let's break down the draft. All right. The Cleveland Guardians get the number one overall pick despite having just a 2% chance in the lottery. I feel like I don't – I'm sure there's one. I don't ever remember that happening in the NBA where a a good – like the Guardians aren't horrible. And they just get to jump up and have the number one pick. The time it happened was when the Orlando Magic went back-to-back mm. with number one overall picks. Yeah. When they drafted Shaq, and then the next year uh, could have drafted Chris Webber in 1993. I think it's the next year. Yeah, um, that sounds yeah. right. And then they trade the the number one pick and for the number three pick where they take Penny Hardaway, and they picked up three first-round picks from the Golden State Warriors in that transaction. So the big the big news in baseball or the big the big offseason kind of storyline, right? Yeah. Was Shohei Otani Otani or is Shohei Otani a free agent? He can sign wherever he wants. And so Shohei Otani's free agency, there's no update as of now on what he's doing or what he's going to do. And and frankly, he can wait um as long as he wants, A, because it's his free agency, and B because um there's no urgency to get something done on December 6th in baseball, but there's there's a few things I want to I want to approach with Shohei here because <clears throat> one he's such a unique player, and now he's a free agent, mm-hmm. and I feel like this pretty rarely happens in sports where you get like LeBron hitting free agency was like whoa, players of that magnitude of that caliber don't typically become free agents at least for real like they might hit free agency but. They're going back. Yeah, yeah. For for uh, yeah, most of the time that's what happens. The stars yeah. stay where stars. Yeah. Yeah, and and maybe he winds up back with the Angels, but well, I don't. I, I want to put a pin in the where is he going? Where should he go? Conversation. We can pick that up later. Buster only wrote something in ESPN that spoke to me, and and hit me. I'm going to borrow a phrase from my my buddy Guru down there in 957. It hit me in the cardiac muscle. Oh. And not because not not in that I probably use that phrase incorrectly. It Buster only needs to relax. He needs to calm down. So he wrote this piece basically ripping Shohei Otani because Shohei and Shohei's team have wanted his free agency shrouded in secrecy to the point that there was uh, an interview he did where he was holding a dog and so some people did some big J journalism and went, "Hey, we need to learn what the dog's name is." Mm. And so they hit 
Shohei and his people, and nobody could get an answer on what the dog's name is. Not not to the point of like people weren't getting back. People were responding and going, "No, we're not gonna. We're gonna keep that information under wraps." Oh, just full blown oh. secrecy. And then Jeff Passan <laughs> from ESPN reported that that Shohei has his camp has told teams, "Hey, if his meeting with your team leaks, we're gonna hold that against you." And that's actually John Lynch did that with the 49ers when they wanted to hire him as GM mm-hmm. because the Niners had all those leak problems with with Jed York specifically. But during the Trent Balky era and the Jim Harbaugh, and there was all this all this leak, 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 leak. And John Lynch said, I don't want none of that, which is why his hire was such a surprise. So Shoya said the same thing. And Buster only hates it. He's so upset. Kyle, and he I, says it's hurting the sport. I get it a little bit because but what this sounds like is is a reporter and maybe even a group of reporters who are just really frustrated that they're getting stonewalled and there's nothing worse like i've been doing this a long time there's nothing worse than feeling like you're on the outside looking in and you can't you can't break through some wall mm. and and then some in some years that's the way it goes the entire off season like there's nothing worse than seeing breaking news and not being able to confirm it with your own team. And there's nothing worse than like having no idea that something might happen and then it gets sprung on you and it goes from, you know, it goes to someone else. Mm-hmm. That's really frustrating. It's also really frustrating when you have a story and you're sitting on it because you're trying to get confirmation. You're trying to be a good journalist. Right. And then someone else gets it. And whether they got the same information you did and just ran with it or they were able to get other confirmation, who knows? Well, but those things, like, it sticks in your craw a little bit. You get a little frustrated, and, uh, you know, like, there are some explicits that are yelled every well, once in a while. Well, and that's what's, that's what's so funny about, about this specifically is the meetings are still leaking. Yeah. But we, we know, for the most part, what teams he has met with. Mm-hmm. It's the Giants, Cubs, uh, Blue Jays, the Angels, obviously, like, these the Dodgers because Dave Roberts, the Dodgers manager, just came out and was like, "Yeah, we met with him. It's great." <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> there's this reporting that comes out that says, "Hey, um, well, first of all, the the Blue Jays general manager had to cancel his availability at winter meetings, and instead had to do his availability with the press over Zoom, and did so in this like white room that gave no hints about where he was." And the reporting came out that like, hey, the Blue Jays are meeting with Shohei. And so that reporting happens. And when the GM gets in front of reporters, reporters go, yeah, hey, heard you met with Shohei. How'd that go? He's like, no, I'm not confirming that. I won't confirm that we met with him. Andrew Friedman, the Dodgers GM, after Dave Roberts, the manager, goes, yeah, we met with him. It was awesome. So reporters said, hey, Dodgers GM, Dave Roberts said that you guys met with Shohei What's up? And he went, no, nah, I can't confirm that. Like, bro, come on. Yeah. So I get the frustration <laughs> there, but it's funny. I don't think I don't think the assertion is it annoying. Like, yeah, a little, but I don't I don't think the assertion that this is hurting baseball in some way or is affecting the product is correct because people are still talking Shohei. People are still talking Juan Soto trade. People are still talking about all the big names. Now Shohei is the biggest domino, and once that domino falls, the the rest will follow. But it's not like nobody's discussing baseball. Nobody's discussing Shohei. It's just we don't we're not hearing from teams that he's met with them, which to me 
even if let, let's 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 go to this world where where the Blue Jays GM gets to talk about it, where Shohei's team has not said, "Hey, keep this secret." GM comes out and the press goes, "Hey, did you meet with Shohei?" And he goes, "Yep, productive meeting." Uh, you know, we're 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 excited to see where it goes. Whatever he says, does the GM speak thing? That's what you're gonna get. Kyle, I don't even know how why it's a big deal though, because it's still the topic of the discussion. If yes. if if we don't know where he's going, and and we're the secrecy of it, that's become the story, which is fine. It's replaced what you do know, yeah. and so yeah, so I'm totally fine with what's happening. Is it bad for baseball? No, maybe the mystery of this is good for baseball. Maybe the fact that nobody knows what's going to happen is good. You know, like we've had to deal a little bit with this with the Kings when it comes to draft picks. Okay. Like we have no idea who they're going to take. Like the sure. the Monty McNair era, like when Davion Mitchell was drafted, no one knew that Davion Mitchell was going number nine. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Now the Tyrese Halliburton thing, like there was enough things out there that, that he was trying to wiggle his way to Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and then you get to the Keegan Murray thing and, there was enough like little breadcrumbs here and there that mm-hmm. you knew who they who they liked, mm-hmm. but it's been really really quiet, and that's a good thing. That means that you're doing your job, that you're keeping things under wraps, and I don't understand how that becomes a a bad thing. It, I, I think I it's either. it's bad, and it's like it can be a little shady when like someone like myself has a story and goes to a team and says, "I have this." will you confirm? And they say, oh, hang on a sec, hang on a sec, hang on a sec, and two minutes later, Shams breaks it, and you just want to literally take a samurai sword to somebody. Brutal. So those things happen, Yeah. and you're just like, you look at someone in the eye and say, that's the last time. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to wait next time. I'm not going to like deal with you next time. Next time, I'm just going to go around you even further. And that's where, I think that this pushes the, uh, if you can't get it from the team, if you can't get information from a team, mm. then you have to find another source. Sure. And that's a dangerous thing for teams. It's a very no dangerous doubt. thing. If the no team doubt. wants me to start calling every agent and figuring out where they're going to go in free agency, and I'm not saying that the team should tell me what they're going to do in free agency, yeah. but if they want to skirt around, okay, game on. Yeah, it's not, it's not not telling you, it's... Not telling you because they want to go tell somebody else. Yes. And then that's trash. And then it becomes a problem because any information you get, it's always with one type of spin one way or another. And you never even know if the number's right. Like I can go back to the Rashawn Holmes uh, signing where Mm -hmm. his agent told myself and I I assume Shams the same number, uh, four year, 55 million. Mm -hmm. And then we run with that number and then- he doesn't get that. He gets a four-year 47. And the only way he gets 55 million is if he's traded twice because he has a 15% trade kicker. That's the only way he gets that much money. And people are like, well, why you knew that all they could do is the early bird clause. And mm-hmm. that's all they could sign him to. And it's like, no, they could have traded a player. They could have waived yeah. a player and freed up cap space and actually signed him to that deal. So I went, you go with someone on face value. But that's like the numbers might be a little skewed. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting just, stuff, man. Yeah. I, I just, I don't with, with, show, let's talk, Dame Lillard. Okay. 
Was the Dame Lillard trade thing good or bad for basketball? In the end, I think it was good. Right. In the, it kept but you, everybody, but everybody yeah, relevant. knew everybody knew it was the Heat, right? He didn't make it a secret. Yeah. It wasn't a secret. Everybody knew the Heat. And then all of a sudden at the end, the Bucks come in and they make the trade. I just don't know. I don't know that the discourse was any different or any better or worse. In fact, it was probably worse. If Damon said, I want to trade, but there was no specific place he wanted to go. We're still talking about it. And in fact, it's probably more like, hey, what if it's the Knicks? What does that trade package look like? Oh, could he go to the, could it be the Warriors? What does that trade package look like? What is, and everybody is in on it. And I think that's kind of what you're getting with Shohei now. It's, hey, any team that, that spends money, any team that, let me, let me rephrase it. Any MLB team that tries to win is all of a sudden in the conversation now. Yeah. Whether it's confirmed or not, there's that speculation that like, hey, maybe the Braves, hey, maybe, okay, the Blue Jays. The Giants. Yeah. The fact that the Giants haven't been named as prominently makes me think that they're working in the shadows and they're going to wind up signing him. But we'll talk about that later on. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I think, I think ultimately the Shohei Otani, Otani free agency has been fine. I don't think it's been outsized great. I don't think it's been bad. I think it has been a normal MLB free agent, big time MLB free agent. And why does he have to save baseball? <laughs> Why does it matter? He does it on the field already. Bro. Yeah, why he does. He's the most incredible player we've seen in the last right. like right. 50 years. The fact that baseball's in a space that it's so fragile that Shohei Otani being like, hey, I don't want this to be a circus. I'm just going to work behind the scenes here and eventually make my decision. That shouldn't break your sport. There should be other things going on. But he's the, the biggest and maybe the only like superstar nationwide that everybody knows in the sport. So, so when he's not at the forefront... They don't have anything. Making and that's what that's what this illustrates. Making the non-circus into the circus is hilarious. I love it. It's, I'm here for it. I, same. We're gonna keep talking about this coming up. We're gonna do a check-in with the Kings as they have now a couple days off before they take on the Phoenix Suns. We will talk about the NBA in-season tournament action that took place last night. And it turns out we have a second Jiffy Lube present to give away. Oh, there's another thing that's going with the PlayStation Fives that D'Lo and Casey will be giving away tomorrow at Sky River Casino, and that we will be giving away. All next week. We will tell you all about that next on The Insider, sponsored by Jiffy Lube. That's James. I'm Kyle. We're on ESPN 1320, Sacramento Sports Leader. Now, back to The Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen, brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. Mike on. Here we go. Now, the Kings get eliminated from one in-season tournament, and we are jumping the shark with, with the suggested lineup changes. Holy smokes. That's funny. YouTube.com slash ESPN1320. Check out the chatty house. We got l- new starting fives for the Kings after their embarrassing elimination from the in-season tournament. New starting fives. <laughs> it's funny. Um, on the Kings Beat podcast... Uh, we actually had an entire... Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Yes, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Go to thekingsbeat.com, become a premium subscriber. Out of babe. Um, we, uh, we had this discussion on jumping the shark. And and a lot of people don't know what that where that comes from. So Sean and I have this bit where um, Brendan has never watched any movie and, and has no historical understanding of television or film. So we, we have to stop and, and actually have these conversations about what... Things like jumping the shark means. 
So, and, and Kyle, oh, I, just, I know that one. That's Happy Days. It's Happy Days. Yeah, where uh, the Fawns? The Fawns. La- wearing uh, some short blue shorts and a yellow uh, life preserver that just, mm-hmm. it's just a ring around his belly. Right. Wearing his patent white t shirt and leather jacket. Of course. Jumps a shark on a on a pair on of skis. A, that's right. He, yes. he hits a jump and jumps a shark. That's right. And it's when you know a show is is dying. Right. It's jumping the shark. When they jump the shark. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, you <laughs> but you used it. At, we we had to explain this to Brendan, and then we had to explain what Happy Days was. What? Oh my God, dude! Really? Did my man not watch any television well, as a ten year old? He's very young. So, no, I, yeah, no doubt. But when you were watching Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network or whatever it was, like late night, Happy Days was on. Oh, yeah. It didn't matter. It, it, at 10.30 p.m., everything was Happy Days on every channel. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. But Fawn's I, hitting the jukebox and making it weird. Yeah. Henry Winkler with the A. Hey, Come hey, on, man. Ron Howard? Hey. Dude, that's brutal, bro. <laughs> Come on, man. Amazing. Yes. I, did not, I did not use Jump the Shark wrong. No. Absolutely not. No. I, I didn't think you used it incorrectly. Yeah. ESPN 1320.com uh, is the website. YouTube.com slash ESPN 1320 is where you can watch the show. You can also watch D'Lo and Casey beginning at noon, and you can join the chatty house where people accuse me of misusing phrases that I didn't misuse. That's fine. <laughs> it's totally fine. Um, no, we're, we're going we're gonna to do a little King's Reset here in, in, in a little bit and kind of take stock of where they're at after 18 games. They get a couple of days off here. They face the Phoenix Suns in Phoenix on Friday. We know that because um, the Suns lost to the Lakers 106-103 last night, so it's Kings at Suns on Friday. But we're going to take a couple of days off to kind of reset, assess where the Kings are at right now, where the direction they're heading by the end of the year, and then kind of doing a big-picture look at them since it's not – it's not like, oh, they have a game tonight, and this is what we're talking about. Game out last night's what we're talking about. Just a good opportunity to take a breath. Yeah. And not try and put Sasha Vizankov and Trey Lyles and Malik Monk in the starting five. Yeah. I, I don't know why that would be a thing, but <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I think people forget that what, the Kings are, what, 11 and 8? Mm-hmm. Like, they're successful. They're Very fine. successful basketball they're team. Fine. They are fine. They lost a game, and it was a big game. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they did not look good. And it exposed a weakness in their roster construction. No doubt. But there's also 11 11 other games where they have done that to other teams, where they have exposed weaknesses in some other team, Mm -hmm. and they have been better than them. Yeah. And so the goal is to win more than you lose. Yeah, they're fine for now. But again, we'll... we'll We'll break that open later. I want to talk about the in-season tournament. The Suns lost to the Lakers 106-103 last night. Uh, Austin Reeves, our guy, hit a big-time three in that one. Um, After missing four other shots, like right there, boom, 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 boom. And then he also had a huge turnover late in the game with seven seconds left, and the Lakers leading by two and lost the ball, and the refs awarded the Lakers a timeout after he'd lost the ball. That's insane. Did you see the line by Devin Booker? Dev, no. Devin Booker said, we're not asking for favoritism. We're just asking like for it to be called straight up. Yeah. Like just give us a shot to to be like to call it even. Yeah. And that's like, I and and so I, I'm on I'm on I don't want this to become a big ref thing. 
But because Kevin Durant said it after the game, that was one play, and we should have played better across 48 minutes. Yes. And that's that's typically where I land on ref stuff. The the 49ers, there was the bad penalty on Tayshawn Gibson against against the Browns, remember? Mm-hmm. He had the the perfectly hit. clean hit. They call it a foul. It extends the drive and the and the Browns going to take the lead. Like, okay, that was one play. Was it a bad call? 100 percent But Jake Moody should have made his field goal. Brock Purdy should have played better in that one. Yes. The the defense should have gotten a stop. I, I mean, it's just there's there's a million other things that could have happened. We're like, yeah, the 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 bad call is a thing. But the Suns didn't play well enough last night early on to to win, and that's kind of what it came down to. Well, yeah, I, I but I do but, think that there were some officiating, yes, malfeasance. Definitely, that doesn't excuse bad officiating. The officiating still needs to be good. Well, even I think Booker, like he he was uh, he had the ball on a somewhat of a transition, and Cam Reddish just ran up and and gave him a take foul that they should have given Devin Booker a free throw mm-hmm. and the ball. And the ball, yeah. And there's and he's sitting there asking for it and they do nothing. And it's like what are we doing here? It, it was didn't clear. Even, didn't didn't even review it. Yeah, and, and you go back to the Kings game, was it last game or the one before? There was a bad take call. It was on Luca. It was called on Harrison Barnes uh, with Luca. Okay, there's that one, and then there was another one in like two days, two games later, where uh, I think Malik Monk fouled somebody, and they called a take foul. And they're mm-hmm. like, "That's not a take foul. I'm right in front of the guy." Yes. Like, what oh, are we? Yeah. When was that? Yeah. Well, like, what are we doing here? I think oh, it was. Chatty house help. Yeah. Anyway, I just you felt like the refs wanted one team to go through. And I don't, I don't like feeling that way. And I also don't like walking into a game knowing that the officiating is not going to be up to snuff. Mm-hmm. And that's how I. That's brutal. We walked yeah. in to what was it Tuesday night's game? Like, oh no, like, yeah. really? This is a crew. This yeah. is a crew you're rolling with for a big game. Big the, game. I, the irony is the <laughs> the irony is is Scott Foster is the guy that everybody freaks out over, right? Oh yeah, Scott Foster's a good ref too. He's like, a good ref. He's just—he's a psychopath. It's just his way. He is a lunatic. Yes, would not want to deal with him. He does yeah. not care. He will throw yeah. you out of a game. He does not care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, has beef with Chris Paul apparently about Chris Paul's kid. And you did see That's that, right? Weird... That I need, that a, I need Adam a whole Silver, story about that. Adam Silver actually on a podcast talked about that. He said they don't have to like each other. They just have to be professional. Well, they're not. Neither of them are. Neither of them are. Anyway, that's a a separate thing. Uh, The Bucs also blow out the Knicks 146-122. Turns out, James, I'm ready to say this. On the air. This is a take I've developed, I've workshopped, and I've crafted. Giannis is good. (laughs) Giannis is good. Thank you. Yeah, I'm very brave. He's also also a winner. Please applaud me. Thank you so much. Yeah, Yeah, Giannis is good. And I think it's because I'm a winner. He is. Uh, he is. Big winners last night. 35, 8, and 10. Three steals for Giannis. Dame, Dame Lillard, also not bad. 28 points, 7 assists. He went 8 of 13 from the field. 28 points on 13 shots. Uh, 8 of 13 from the field. 5 of 7 from 3. The Bucks pull out the Knicks 146, 122. So, the semifinal in Vegas. Pacers, Bucks, Pelicans, Suns. And I am. No. Pelicans, Lakers. Pelicans, Lakers. I'm sorry. Whoops. Um, Pelicans, Lakers. And I'm fascinated by these two matchups for 
like basketball reasons, sure. But the there's some non-basketball stuff that I want to get to with this because I think it's really interesting and I kind of think it's the best part of the in-season tournament so far. We'll talk about what that is next on The Insider, sponsored by Jiffy Lube. That's James. I'm Kyle. And we also have a Christmas present to open up that we're going to be giving away. We'll do that next as well. Uh, on ESPN 1320 Sacramento Sports Center. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Now, back to the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen, brought to you by Jiffy Loop on ESPN 1320. I love the Pacers this year, man. I'm just all in. I would not bet on them to win on any night. Like, playing the Pistons, they, they might lose to the Pistons. I don't know. They might. <laughs> but also, they might go beat the Celtics by 10. Like, I just, it's buckets and vibes. And that's what I'm here for, for the non, you know, contenders of the world. Yeah, it would. It they're very similar right now to what the Kings were in the final year under Dave Yeager. Like, it's mm-hmm. possible that they could win more games, that they could be a playoff contender. But uh, teams like this, they typically run out of gas in the last 20 games of the season when the league shifts to playoff readiness basketball. Yeah. And teams actually start playing defense and focusing. And that's that's when teams that aren't built on like major substance mm-hmm. fall apart. So this actually dovetails really nicely with what I wanted to talk about is I was watching the in-season tournament mm-hmm. l- last night in particular because <clears throat> you had the Suns and Lakers. And then you have the Bucks, And those three teams are, to me, <clears throat> what you would call some version of a super team, right? Yeah. Where it's Dame forces his way out of Portland, Milwaukee picks him up, and now it's it's Giannis and Dame and then Chris Middleton. And then in with the Lakers, it's LeBron and AD, right? And then with the Suns, it's Booker and Durant and, and Brad Beal, if Brad Beal ever plays. So there's that super team aspect. But then, like... As I'm watching them, I'm going, man. Maybe it's maybe it's just because LeBron is is older. He's uh, turns 39 later this month, and Anthony Davis is a question mark as to whether he's going to be on the court. And Kevin Durant's 35, and the injury issues up and down their big three are 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 vast. And then the Bucks, it's Dame and Giannis, and okay, that's a that's a dynamite duo. But can they play enough defense to win in the playoffs? Like there's these questions, right? Mm-hmm. The super team doesn't feel as inevitable as it used to. Where with the Heat, it was like, hey, the Heat are going to the finals. And then with the Warriors with Kevin Durant, it was, hey, the Warriors are going to the finals. Nope. Whereas this year, like I wouldn't call, to me, and my definition of a super team is not like the Celtics. The Celtics drafted. Mm-hmm. That's that's how they got the Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and then they add Drew Holiday. Um, and Chris Stapps. And Chris Stapps, Porzingis. But again, yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not calling them like the no I, i'm with you okay so the kings uh the nuggets 
the um, Pacers. Mm-hmm. There's the the Pelicans even. Like there's there's all these teams that are that are really good. Oklahoma City. The I, I, even the Timberwolves, Timberwolves for the most part. Yeah, yeah, they're not. I wouldn't classify them as like they're very good. They're awesome. But all these are like guys they drafted and yeah. picked up, and then they're adding around them. To me, the super team just feels so old. Like it feels so so dated. dated. Yeah, yeah and yeah. It, it doesn't feel like conducive to winning anymore. Teams are too talented. Teams are too good at team building. Where you can't just go, yeah, we have Kevin Durant and Devin Booker and Bradley Beal. We're just going to go win the title now, okay? And you have that for two, three years. That's your window? And then those guys are going to want to go somewhere else? I think it's interesting, Kyle, because what you're bringing up is, you know, really one of the intriguing, like, flaws to the Lakers and why one of the advantages to the Kings, right? So when when you're building a team... And you have two pieces that you know, you kind of know how, what you need to put around them, right? Mm-hmm. So you have De'Aaron Fox. Let's just take the the two the two duos. You have De'Aaron Fox and you have Demonis Sabonis. And you have Anthony Davis and you have LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Like, you should know what to put around those guys. That That's like really basic, basic roster building 101, which I think is where the the Los Angeles Lakers have completely missed time and time again. They don't know how to build around LeBron, which that doesn't make all you needed to do is put like seven shooters on the roster. Unbelievable. Different positions, seven shooters. That's it. You don't need uh, another creator. You don't need, you just need seven shooters. You don't even need a star. You just need a guy who can make 38% of his threes. You need a bunch of three and D guys, guys who can fit in and, and just like catch and shoot. (laughs) He draws so much attention, just catch and shoot. They need Harrison Barnes. Um, okay. <laughs> but just, what no, they I, need... It's just, it, it's just funny. We talk about Harrison Barnes here, and it's like, yeah, he's a fifth option. You know, he's just kind of... Yeah, exactly. Like, so hey, With the Lakers, he'd be great. What they really need is Kevin Herter. What they really need is a Keegan Murray. What they really need is a Malik Monk, who they had. The problem that you have when you're the Lakers, though, is that their superstars are so highly paid where the Kings superstars are getting to the point where they're highly paid. Mm-hmm. Like we're seeing this report that De'Aaron Fox turned down a two-year extension during the summer, right? Because, not because he doesn't want to be in Sacramento, because it's only a two-year, $100 million extension. That's the most the Kings could have given him. And it's it was only. it was almost out of courtesy. Like, yeah. hey, we will offer you this. Well, if he waits, I think it's two more years, he can sign a four-year, $250 million extension, which is totally different. But see, the problem that you have is when you're the, if you're the Kings, you can go out and use a mid-level exception on mm-hmm. a guy like Malik Monk, pay him $10 million a year and have him be part of your family. Mm-hmm. You can even take it a, a big leap up when he, and, and sign him to early bird where he makes 17 and a half million a year. Mm-hmm. You're still okay. We're talking about a player who's going to make like 15, 16% of your salary cap, right? But that's because you have two guys that are making 30 million. Mm-hmm. When you have two guys that are making hundred million. Well, they're making fifty million and now you your salary cap dries up so quickly. Right. And so the group of players that the Kings are sifting through, they're able to make a trade to go get a Kevin Herter, right? They were able to do that and, and to send out an expiring contract or whatever and a future pick. Mm-hmm. They're able to bring in like a seventeen million dollar player. The Lakers don't have that ability. Yeah. So right it, they they don't. They don't have and what Not they, at all. What the Lakers end up doing is they've 
they can make a trade, but their pieces to trade weren't good. Mm -hmm. So they get a Rui Hachimura, which is perfectly fine player, mm -hmm. but Rui hasn't ever been part of a winning culture. Mm -hmm. They can go add a, a three and D guy, but it's Cam Reddish. Mm -hmm. It's not Bruce Brown. Yeah. Right. They don't have the money to go get a Bruce Brown. They can add a piece like a, a shot blocking big in Jackson Hayes, but you know, is Jackson Hayes even as good as JaVale McGee? Probably not. They can add a, a Christian Wood. Mm -hmm. But again, Christian Wood, is he's been a part of eight or nine teams, never been part of a winner. Yeah. Like these are the pieces that the Lakers have to bring in because they have $120 million stacked up on two players that are, that are aging. Yeah. So it's just like the roster creation aspect of it is really, really intriguing to me. That's why that's why I love that side. Like I like in another life, I would have loved to have been an NBA GM. Yeah, and I think I think too, there's this. I think it started with Kevin Durant, where there became this shift in in like wanting to go to a super team. Oh yeah, where he got dragged. For years, and honestly, still, I think that's going to affect his, you know, quote unquote, legacy forever. Yeah, I, I just, and now he's bounced to Brooklyn, and now Phoenix, and he's just, he's just been around. And I think that turned people off and players off to the idea of like, just hey, I haven't won here in four years. Okay, I'm going to force myself out and go elsewhere. Where now you get a guy like, even <laughs> this one's. Yeah, Damian Lillard for a long time wasted his prime in in Portland, and now that he's thirty four, was like, "Get me out! I fine, get me out," and he wants to go. But you get a guy like De'Aaron Fox who's going, "Yeah, I'm going to be in Sacramento. I want to win in Sacramento." Mm -hmm. You have a guy like Demonis Sabonis who gets traded here and goes, "I want to win in Sacramento," and you start getting these players who are more attached to their the team that they get drafted by, Giannis. He wound yeah. up signing his extension. They helped him out. And they got him. They got him tame and all that. But I just don't think that that teams want that players want necessarily to do the super team thing anymore. And yeah. so I, that's why I think LeBron is almost forty. <laughs> just crazy. <laughs> LeBron's almost forty. Anthony Davis is into his thirties now. Yeah. Kevin Durant is well into his thirties. Devin Booker was in in Phoenix. I think he's going to be in Phoenix his entire career. Bradley Beal is almost thirty. Is Bradley Beal 30 yet? He's right at 30 if he's not. Yeah, and he was in Washington and and it was it was a mess and he gets out of there. But I just don't think you're gonna see or or we're gonna see these these young star players at any point just be like, Yeah, I want out. I'm gonna go build a super team now. I that doesn't I don't think that's that appealing because when you do it the way since we're here, the Kings are doing it, you you open your window all of a sudden to a decade. Yeah. And that, that to me, has to be more appealing where you can set roots and you can set a foundation and you can build out team chemistry and you can give yourself this title window of, of 8, 10, 12, 15 years yeah. versus, yeah, hey, I'm going to do the Kevin Durant thing and I'm going to go, I'm going to play there for three years in Golden State and then I'm going to go try a super team elsewhere. Oh, that didn't work. Okay, now I'm going to go try elsewhere. It just seems miserable. It does, but I also think that they become mercenaries. Yeah. They become mercenaries, and, and they do lose some of the luster. Yeah. Like Kevin Durant, still an incredible player, but he just, it's his legacy. Really good last night. Yeah, his legacy is is always going to be tied to the fact that he joined um, mm -hmm. a, a phenomenal championship yeah. team. 
to go win a couple of rings. And, and I don't, again, like I, I don't want to begrudge him because I was around him. Like mm-hmm. I was there for uh, when the Warriors came back from 3-1 against them in the, in the Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City. And beat them. 2016 conference final, yeah. Yeah. So I was there, and I and I had a conversation with him. I've I've talked about this on air. Um, I had asked Russ Westbrook a, a question, and I'd asked them both. It was the last question after I think Game Six. I said, mm-hmm. "Is it possible that you guys have forgotten to involve other people? Like the last Which two, the last two happened. games, that those pl- no, the last three games, those players had combined for 59 shots." Go if you go back and watch those games because the game six the the Clay Thompson game will replay on NBA TV once a month or whatever yeah. it is, and you go watch it's whoever gets the rebound out of the two of them dribbles it up and took a shot. That's just that was their offense. Yeah, that's a valid question. It was a valid question, and uh, Russ looked at me, and then he looked at Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant gave me an answer, mm-hmm. um, and then Russ walked out of the media room staring at me the entire way. Like stared me down all the way out of the room, and I'm like, whatever. So I walked outside and uh, of the media room, and Kevin Durant was standing talking to our friend Sam Amick, mm-hmm. and they got done. And I walked over to Kevin. I'm like, hey, I wasn't trying to start anything with you there. I, I just I was intrigued by like looking at the stats. Mm-hmm. And he goes, he's like, it's it. He said the same thing. It's a valid question. Mm-hmm. He's like, but I'll tell you, the second that I got drafted here, they want me taking every single shot. Every single time I touch the mm-hmm. ball, they want me to take a shot. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and it's really hard because like we win or lose on what happens right there. Right. Yeah. And, and he he's just kind of looking at me. And, and now at that moment, I'm like, oh, this dude's not coming back. Like that's what he that's not what he wants. You can yeah. tell in his soul right. that it hurt him. Yeah. That all of their team success, all of the city success, mm-hmm. everything about the Oklahoma City Thunder depended on whether or not he hit his shots. Yeah. And it's a it's a tough thing to bear. Yeah. And so when he goes to Golden State, I didn't begrudge him that because it's like, look, he wants to play be part of a team. Mm-hmm. He doesn't just want to be Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. Right. He wants to be part of a fully functioning team. Yeah. And he was. And they won. And yeah. they were great. So I'm sure I'm sure at some point in a decade or however long it is, you'll we'll see because one team can win a title, right? Like it's not there's not gonna be oh hey, every good young player in the league right now, and there are a ton of them. Tyrese Halliburton, De'Aaron Fox, Shea Gilgis Alexander, Jason Tatum, still nineteen years old. Uh <laughs> yeah. Um you, there's there's all these really good young players. Luca uh, De- Devin Booker, they're not all going to win championships. That's just not they're they're not all. Gonna, so if in eight years Shea Gilgis Alexander and uh, Luca and uh, Victor Wembanyama all team up on the Spurs, I don't know. I'm just p- pick three names. Okay, and they all team up and they they form this dude and they win. Okay, then maybe maybe it's back. But for right now, it feels like to me when you watch those teams, like man, this is just a bunch of old dudes trying to get a ring before they're done or get another ring. I should say another ring before they're done. Yeah. I would way rather be like, and, and that's what the, the semifinal of the, of the conference of the in-season tournament is Pacers and Bucks. It's like, am I taking the Bucks this year and probably next year? Yeah. But over the next five, I, I'd probably rather be the Pacers. Maybe. 
I, I, same thing in, in, in the West, it's Lakers and, and Pelicans. Like, God, over the next, this year, next year, okay, but over the next five? I, yeah. I'm taking the, and then you look at, in, and you look in the West, I'm taking the Kings in the next five. I'm taking the Nuggets over the next five. And it, the, you're probably betting on Luka and Dallas, probably over Even the Minnesota. Lakers. Minnesota for yeah. sure. Yeah. I, so and I just I was as I was watching that last night it was like man the goal because the goal for so long in the NBA from the time LeBron went to Miami through probably what Kevin Durant leaving the Warriors the goal in that time frame was like was like how do you we get if you're a star in a small market or on a losing team how do you get out to pair with another star in a bigger market and win and it just doesn't feel like that's the case anymore no I I totally agree like it if I'm you know, there are a couple of like situations where you could still see it. Like, mm-hmm. like I think that De'Aaron Fox and Bam Adebayo will always want to play together. Mm-hmm. There's always like they would love to get back together as a team mm-hmm. and yeah. play together, right? But I don't know that Bam's ever going to want to give up South Beach. And De'Aaron Rock, uh, De'Aaron Fox has put down like like super deep roots in Sacramento. Also, doesn't seem like a Miami guy. No. No, so like, how do you how do you figure that one out? Yeah, right. Yeah, and, and, and I don't okay, know if it will. Yeah, so I don't know if it would ever happen. Yeah, but I, I definitely, you know, you could see like Malik Monk and De'Aaron Fox saying, "Hey, Bam, you know, why don't right. you come play power forward next to uh, next to Demontis Sabonis?" <sighs> like, yo. Well, I mean, the problem is that 2017 <laughs> NBA draft, the Kings should have just drafted Bam, and sure. they would have had that combo. Yeah. And that well, combo and would have been one of the top three combos in the in the NBA for a long time, and they would have, you know. Two things I want to get to on this. One, I misspoke. I'm not a hundred percent sure I would take the Pacers over the Bucks over yeah. the next five years because Giannis is still what 27. No, like, he's older than 28. That. Yeah, like he's he's still in his prime. So I, that I might have misspoke there. But the other thing is with the way the new salary cap is going to be. Teams aren't going to be able to just willy-nilly just sign stars. In fact, the only reason the Warriors did the Kevin Durant thing or were able to do the Kevin Durant thing is because of Steph Curry's contract. Yeah. Hey, it's a uh, happy birthday to Giannis Antetokounmpo. It is oh, his wow. birthday today. Hey, yeah, congratulations. And hey, he is a winner. Say? Do you know what we say? I'm a winner. Yeah, I'm a winner. Giannis Antetokounmpo, 28? He's 29 today. 29 big ones. Oh, my God, is he really? Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Hey, you know what shook me yesterday? Uh, we're going to talk about the 49ers and Logan Ryan and and their team building deficiencies here in a minute. But <laughs> but Logan Ryan, I feel like has been in football forever. Yeah. Like I've been I've been talking about and thinking about and knowing about Logan Ryan for what feels like my entire life, right? <laughs> he signs at the Niners yesterday. And I'm like Wow, why are they signing a super old Logan Ryan? Logan Ryan, younger than me, oh. and has been in the league since 2013. 2013, like, I graduated college that NFL season, the June before that NFL season. And Logan Ryan has just had a whole-ass career. <laughs> in the time since I graduated co- that got me yesterday. That really hit me hard. That you know, really hit me hard. I, that's funny. I so got Giannis it. being 29... I got into a discussion about this too, about how, you know, a normal person, I was, I was having a conversation on the court at, at Golden One Center, and I'm not going to say with who, but he said, you know, a normal person 
uh, gets through college, they struggle through their 20s, they get into their 30s, their mid 30s, and then next thing you know, they've got like 30 years of making good money, mm-hmm. right? Where you're stable and, and you maybe buy a house and you do yeah. like the normal things. You have kids, you you own cars, all these things, right? And the point that he was making, the person I was talking to was it that's just not a professional athlete's life. They start when they're 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, right? Mm-hmm. And then they only have like a 10-year window. The average lifespan of an NBA player like in the league is four years. Mm-hmm. NFL, well, it might be six years in the NBA, four years in the NFL. NFL is like two to three years. Yeah, it's like super short. Mm-hmm. And these guys have put all of their, their eggs in one basket. Mm-hmm. And when it doesn't work out, even if it does work out, and you make, let's say you make 100 million bucks, 100 million bucks and then take away taxes. So now you're at 55 million. And then you squander a bunch of it because you're young and you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And then you get to your retirement age and maybe you got eight or 10 million, but you don't have another career lined up. Yeah. That, that's kind of it. And now that yeah. money has to last you like another 50 plus years. Yeah. And you got to figure out a way to not be the guy walking around with like, you know, like literally 50 carats of diamonds hanging on you in some fashion. Dude, that's why when, remember when Greg Olson was doing TV broadcasting stuff while he was playing? Mm-hmm. Like during the playoffs, he would he would go in and broadcast or during their bye week, he would go broadcast a game. Oh, yeah. And there was this big hullabaloo about it. It's like every player should be doing this. Yeah. Every single player should be like, hey, if the if they are interested in doing media, maybe they're like, I don't want to talk and fine. But if you're interested at all in that, just during your offseason, find out where you can get in. Hey, every single time, if you're De'Aaron Fox and you go down for five games with an ankle injury, mm-hmm. get in the booth. Get on the Kings broadcast. Get on the broadcast. Do pre and post. Uh, well, do do pregame. Mm-hmm. Uh, do like on the go on the broadcast and and, yeah. and like guest host for a quarter. Yeah. Like it doesn't make any sense not to do that. Totally. And Just I get would, comfortable with the microphone. I'd say the same thing. Trey Lyles, brilliant dude. Uh-huh. Absolutely a joy to talk to. He was out 13 games. Should have been doing it the whole time. Yeah. Should have been doing it. If they want to. And if they don't want to, then then so be it. Well, but. yeah, but that's that's your next career. That's what's next like a next layup for you. of a career, for sure. It does. Yeah. Um, you want to open this Jiffy Lube package real quick? Oh, let's we, do this, Kyle. Finish up the first hour. So Jiffy Lube dropped off. If you're watching on the stream, you'll see the PS5 behind James. If you're not watching on the stream, there's a PS5 behind James. It's a delivery from Jiffy Lube. Five PS5. We have five, five of them, and we are giving them away next week. They will be pre-wrapped for you, so you either get to open a Christmas present for yourself, or if you're going to give that to somebody, maybe a friend, family member, child, whatever it is, uh, it will be pre-wrapped for you, so you don't have to go through through that whole hassle. By the way, I'm awesome at wrapping gifts. If anybody needs some gifts wrapped, let me know. Um, I, too, have that skill, Kyle. Yeah, of course. I yeah, don't... That, that tracks. You seem like a guy who would be good at wrapping presents. Um, it turns out our uh, promotion staff also does a terrific job wrapping presents, and this is courtesy of Jiffy Lube. You know, I can't imagine what it is um, for giving away PlayStation 5s, and then this is what it looks like. It might be uh, a, a movie imagine. that Kyle has never watched. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> possible it's so a it movie that both any movie. Kyle and Brendan have never watched. <laughs> um, so here's so here's the deal. Um, whatever this is, Jay, uh, D'Lo and Casey will be giving it along with a PS5 away tomorrow at at Sky River Casino. Ooh. They're going to be out there noon to four. 
So get out there, hang out. It's always a great time, legit. It's such a blast. I'm going to do my best to try and sneak out there for a little bit. Um, but they're going to be giving away a PS5 and... Oh, what do we got? Unwrapping, unwrapping. Yo. Oh, hey, It's yeah. not a movie I haven't seen. It is a copy of NBA 2K24 to go along with your PS5. So you will be getting a PlayStation 5. You will be getting a copy of NBA 2K4. Ooh. 24, not 2K4. That'd be so funny. Is that Carmelo yeah. on the cover? Um, <laughs> no, NBA 2K24, uh, along with your PS5, we will be giving those that pair, not individually, not separately, together. Together. You will call in and win a PS5 along with a copy of NBA 2K24. We will be doing that all next week, courtesy of Jiffy Lube. Jiffy Lube uh, wants everybody to have a very Merry Christmas, so we are giving away these five PS5s along with copies of NBA 2K24. D'Lo and Casey will kick that off tomorrow at Sky River Casino, copy of NBA 2K24 along with a PS5. It's a Jiffy Lube Christmas. Jiffy Lube Christmas. Let's go. Yep. Shout out to our friends. Do you have a drop? Yeah, I just played it. No, the other drop. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. I told. Okay, so I'm watching this movie. It's called Love Hard. Uh, it's a <laughs> Christmas movie on Netflix. It's a love actually and die hard. Thanks together. for clarifying. Um, yeah, no, it's a it's a thing in the movie. Jimmy O. Yang, incredible movie. Uh, incredible for a Christmas movie. It's not going to win an Oscar, but for a cheesy Christmas movie, it's great. He says this line in in the movie. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Jiffy Lou is what I'm calling it. Yeah. Jiffy, Jiffy Lou is, is what, what I'm calling it. it. Hell yeah. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, I, I turned around. I go, text me the time in the, paused it to get the time. I was like, text me that time. I'm going to cut it tomorrow. Oh, amazing. And so I did that today. So this is uh, this is a giveaway from. Uh, Jiffy Lou is what I'm calling it. Mm-hmm. That's right. Shout out to our friends at Jiffy Lube. Oh, spectacular. Right. We're going to take a break. Are the 49ers bad at team building, actually? I think they might be. Uh-oh. We'll talk about why next on ESPN 1320 Sacramento Sports Center. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 